Amen. Uh, I think it's new this, right? Is, uh, did we start last week? Okay, today is what, seven? Amen. My goodness. Where's time flying? Amen. We're talking about overcoming temptation. What did we talk about last month? Overcoming laziness, right? Amen. I should have brought my magazine. But I was I was sharing yesterday, I was reading my Time magazine, and talking about laziness. They're coming out with gadgets, and you're going to hear about it pretty soon, that you can buy these appliances and apps and everything now that will cook your food. It will cook your food for you. Say you want a rare steak. It knows exactly how it's supposed to be to make it perfect. (laughs) But I'm talking about it's getting lazy. It's going to cook your food for you. Refrigerators. You can look through the glass in the refrigerator and it'll tell you what is not. In your refrigerator that you're out of what you need. And the refrigerator will even contact the grocery store and tell them you are out of eggs and milk and butter or cheese. And it will they will send it to you. Talk about laziness. Forks that will jingle and shake. Because you're eating too fast and too much. Do you believe that? That the diet, if you're on a diet and tell you how many portions you're supposed to put on the plate. I'm talking, you got to be kidding me. Where are we going? Amen. My goodness. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? In the next five years or so, give or take, if the Lord should tarry. My goodness. Well, you, you figure cars talk to you, you know, cars tell you where to go. You know, you just put in the address, it takes you where to go. They're already making cars that you don't even have to put your hand on the steering wheel. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's already been developed. You know, all kinds of stuff. So, Jesse, when you get 20, man, if the Lord tarries, you ain't going to have to do nothing but just go to bed. I'm telling you, it is, it is, it is amazing, you know, what, what society and the enemy is developing. Not granted, you know, God has given men wisdom to make all this stuff. So, I guess we have to learn how to use it for the glory of God. You know, and so that's the, that's the key, I guess, you know, is to not let it overcome you. Same thing like with cell phones and anything else. You can't let it control you. You have to control it because if you let it control you, it's going to get out of hand. And as a result, that's when people run into all kinds of circumstances and problems and and things. So anything that is made, you have to learn how to control it and develop it. Okay. So moving on. So tonight we're going to talk about overcoming temptation. James says in James 1, 2, 3, <clears throat> My brethren, count it all joy 
when you fall into divers or different temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Amen. Knowing this, that the trying or the testing of your faith work patience. Now, Paul says in Romans 5, amen, that tribulations work patience. And patience experience and experience hope. And hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our lives by the Holy Ghost. So you find a lot when you're reading the Bible that God is trying to develop your faith. Amen. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews eleven six tell us that without faith is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We know that in Ephesians 6, Paul tells us above all to take the shield of faith where we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, you've got this shield of faith, as I texted out this morning. It ain't going to do you any good if you don't raise it up when the darts are coming after you. You know, it, it, it'll repel the darts of Satan, but you've got to raise it up. You know, that's, that's the thing. Is a lot of times, God gives us the, the things we need. He gives us the protection we need. He gives us the things that we need to be successful in life. But if we don't use it, it's not God's fault. See? So we have to learn how to apply the things that God is trying to show us and give to us. James here is not referring to temptations that they pertain to trials and tests and darts and snared cast upon us by Satan. But the temptation of adversity and discouragement afflictions and persecution that tests our faith because of our desire to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, many temptations are caused by Satan to hinder us, but others may be given by God to test our faith. James says that even though these type of temptations come for a Christian, they should not be a reason for quitting, but seen as a reason for joy and rejoicing in Christ. So during this lesson, we will look at these temptations and see what we can do to overcome them so that we may be able to share the gospel of Christ without fear or without worry. And that's the overall goal of every Christian is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Great Commission has not changed. It never will change. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, teaching them how to apply it to their lives, teaching them how it changed your life. Amen. Sharing with them what Christ has done in your life to bring you out of darkness to your marvelous life. So number one, adversity and discouragement. Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faintest in the day of adversities, thy strength is small. Amen. Notice, if you give up, if you quit when adversities come, your strength is small. Amen. So we need, we should be at a point to where we're strong in the Lord, Paul says, and in the power of his might. As I said at the onset, God has given us everything to be strong and successful. 
as he told Joshua in Joshua 1, be strong and of great courageous, or be good courage. So as a child of God, you have to ask yourself, what is it that prevent me from having joy? What is it that prevent me from stop wanting to go forth? What is it that prevent me to allow discouraged afflictions, adversities, and things to hinder me when I know God is with me, when I know that God has given me power to tread over scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy? What is it that I let these things keep coming against me and preventing me? Why don't I be strong and able to stand against these things? Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 34:19. Amen. Uh, notice 30, Psalms 34:19 in your Bible. Psalms 34:19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Notice, he says you're going to have many afflictions. Jesus said you're going to have many offenses, persecutions can come. Peter tell you don't think it's strange concerning the fire trials which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. But notice the, the promise at the end of the verse. But the Lord delivered them out of all of them. See? So this is why you have to have faith and trust in God to overcome. You will never overcome without faith. See? Temptations and things are going to come. But you have to realize that God is with you and you got to keep pressing on. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord... Delivered him out of them all. Amen. So don't fret. Don't fear. Amen. When evil distresses, anything comes, see it as a sign of rejoicing. Lift up your hands. As the song says, he gives strength to me as I worship him. As my heart is filled with praise. Jesus breaks the bands when I raise my hands. He gives glorious victory. Amen. We are going from victory to victory. See, when you got baptized in Jesus' name, you stepped out into victory. You just overcame your body, your flesh, the old man, because any man being Christ, he's a new creature. Right? So you just destroyed the old guy when you made a choice to repent, to get baptized in Jesus' name, receive the Holy Ghost. You Now you have the victory over the old man. So now, where are you headed? You're going to heaven. So now you're going from victory to total victory. And so you're pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. See, so now you have to arm yourself. Now you've got to prepare yourself. Now you have to study to show yourselves approved. You've got to realize that temptations and things are going to come to try to hinder you from reaching your goal. And so, therefore, you have to realize and just keep pressing on. If you ever read the story of, of Pilgrim's Progress, Christian is told, don't get off the path. 
Stay on the path, Christian. Amen. But every time he links up and get off the path, what happens? He run into trouble. See, so you have to set your affections. Notice what Paul says in Colossians 3. He's, verse 1, he says, if you have been... Go to Colossians 3. You there? Verse 1. If you didn't been risen with Christ. See, in Romans 6, he says, we was buried with Christ, but now we're raised to walk what? In newness of life. You're walking on a new path. The highway of God is a straight and narrow path, Jesus said. And you know what that straight and narrow path is? It's called holiness. See? There's a highway. The Bible tells you in Isaiah there's a highway there. And you can't cross it. Men can't. You just can't cross it. You just can't enter into it. It's a way called holiness. That's the, the highway. Holiness is a, a straight path and you can't cross it. That means if you ain't what God is asking, don't expect to get in there. Amen. So you need to realize. So notice what Paul says. If you then been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. For Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. Notice. Don't focus down here. You're not staying here. You brought nothing into this world. You ain't taking nothing out. Amen. Set your affections on the things where you're going. Why? Because Jesus says where your treasures are, that's where your heart's going to be. That's where you're going to be. And the place you put most of your energy and efforts is where your strength is going to be. See? And so if I'm studying the Word of God... If I'm worshiping God, if I'm serving God, that's where my strength is going to be. Isaiah says in Isaiah 12 too, you don't have to go there right now, but you can read it a little bit later. But he says, the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. And he's become my salvation. God is my strength. And Nehemiah, write that on your paper, Nehemiah 8.10 he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. See, so God's word is full of edification to build me up. See, that's why, you know, you don't find a whole lot of negative stuff for the child of God in the word of God. It's edifying. You know, that's why Paul says in Romans 12, let him that edify wait on edification. And Acts, when they came into the temple, the, the priest says, "You men, you got any words of exhortation? Say on. See, the word of God is designed to build us and strengthen us and prepare us for what's the, uh, coming ahead of us. So that when we hit those snares, when we hit those tests, when we hit those things, Jesse, that is not like Christ, we can keep pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we want to keep pressing on. Adversity is defined as a difficult situation or condition, misfortune or tragedy. It may come in the form of hardships 
or sometimes even danger. So even though he's coming, many of them were still going to get out of him. Because you got the answer. God's already given you the answer. You know, when I was in the army and you talk to anybody who's been in the military, they tell you, they train you in basic training for what you deal with downrange. You know, you have to cut somebody's leg off, they teach you how to put on a tourniquet. You know, got a blood wound, got gun shot, they teach you how to bandage it up. You know, all these things they teach you in advance for what's ahead. Well, it's the same way with the church. We're teaching you for what's out there, what you may face, what you're going to come against, so that you don't quit, so that you don't give up, so that you can maintain your encourage, I mean, encouragement and keep pressing on, you know, so that you keep moving forward. It would have been easy for David when his men is talking about stoning him and killing him in Second Samuel 23. It would have been easy, I mean, 30, excuse me. It would have been easy for them to, to, you know, quit. He's lost everything. Family is gone. Houses is burnt down. Everything. But what did David do? He went to the Lord. He says, God, shall I pursue? The Lord said, pursue. And you shall overtake all. Amen. So somewhere in that, he had to get some esprit de corps and motivation about himself. To be able to go forth and lead his men into battle to go get his family and those things that the enemy had taken. Amen. So we want to keep pressing on. We've got to have with our shield constantly ready for battle. Amen. And you know, when you look at Psalms 23, you know, why, why do we only quote Psalms 23 at funerals? <laughs> Seems like that's the most quoted scripture at funerals. Psalms 23, Lord is my shepherd. You know, why don't we use it all the time? Put yourself in it. Live it. Knowing you got comfort. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemy. I'm not weary. I'm going to eat. <laughs> his rod and his staff, they what? Comfort me. He's given us a vision of Christ as our protector. So the rod and staff, amen, the sheep sees that. He knows his master is before him. We have to put that in our forefront and get it in our psyche that God is before me. He goes before me to wake the way straight. That's why the, when the children of Israel came to the, the, the Red Sea, God said to Moses, what are you crying to me for? Go forward. Because he had already told them, I'm taking you to a better place. So just keep walking. Just keep going. No matter what you come up against, just keep going. You know, don't let it stop you. Don't let it hinder you. Amen. Because we have to overcome these adversity. Sir Winston Churchill says, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> Very profound to me. If I know it's hot, I'm not going to stay there. You know, keep going. Just keep pressing on. You know, don't stop in the middle of it. Just keep going forward. Pretty soon you'll get out of it. Like they used to tell us in the infantry. If you come into a firefight with the enemy... 
don't stand there. You fight through it. Amen. You keep going. Don't don't back up. Keep going right through it. And you're overrun it. You know, yeah, you may lose some folks, but you you go forward and, and overcome it. See? And so that's the attitude we've got to get when we're going through things. We have to say within ourselves, I'm going to defeat this. This is not going to stop me from praising God. This is not going to stop me from going to church. This is not going to stop me from telling people about Jesus. This is not going to stop me from living righteous, holy for the Lord. This is not going to stop me. You, you have to keep moving. I know the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, let him that think he stand take heed lest he fall. But if I fall, guess what? The just man falls seven times. He gets up again. You know, if we keep right on pressing. Amen. That's in Proverbs, I think it is. Just, just man falls seven times right again. I, I, I know it's there somewhere. <laughs> but, you, but you have to keep pressing on. And this is what God is looking for in us as children of God, to overcome these temptations. Because, you know, there's going to be things that try to stop you from sharing the gospel. You know, because if the enemy can bring fear and apprehension and adversity to stop you from pulling somebody else out of the fire, you know, he's yes, he's doing his job. See, but we must press on, you know. They, 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 the history says that when General McAuliffe of the 101st Airborne in World War II was in Bastogne and he was surrounded by the Germans, you know, the Germans had him, had him pinned down inside of these hedgerows and the German commander sent a note to him and says, you're surrounded, give up. And, and, they, and the aide says, sir, what are you going to do? What do you want me to tell him? And he says, nuts. You know, and it, it was like an offshoot of just saying it. And the aide says, what? Nuts. And he said, yeah, just tell him nuts. You're crazy. You think I'm going to give up. So he just wrote on a piece of paper, nuts, and send it back. And then that's in the history books today. That they held their ground. Amen. Until the American forces could get there. When General Patton heard that General McAuliffe was pinned down and he needed help, General Patton turned to his tankers and says, Hey, one of my commanders is pinned down and we need to go help him. And as a result, they came and delivered them out of Bastogne. Amen. And, and, and today, amen, that's where NATO headquarters is, is in Belgium, you know, and stuff. But because the commander was willing to say, nuts, I ain't giving up. You know, that's why when you look at the military code of conduct, it says, I will never surrender of my own free will. Every soldier is taught those six articles of the code of conduct. You will never surrender of your own free will. Don't give up. If captured, every time you get captured, you immediately try to escape. You know, don't give up. And Article 6 says, I will trust in my God and the United States of America. Amen. Trust in God. Amen. God will get me out of this. Praise God. And so that's the attitude. We're gonna, we, you can overcome temptations. 
Amen. Just keep pressing forward. Just hang in there. Amen. If thou give way to discouragement and despair in the day of adversity, time of trials, your strength is small. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength, Nehemiah 8.10. Amen. When Zeba and Zamona said to Gideon, Rise thou and fall upon us, for as a man is, so is his strength. Notice, when you read this story, you find that Gideon, after God chose Gideon, he chased these kings across the battlefield, and he finally called up with him. And when they got to these guys, Gideon wanted his young son to kill him. See? Talking about an embarrassment. In those days, if a kid was to kill a king, that's why the Philistines hated David so much. He was a kid when he took out Goliath. See? And if you can get a young kid to win a soul, you think the enemy ain't mad? Amen. Well, you think they hate P7? Because we got all these kids in elementary and high school and college winning the loss for the Lord. Amen. Think about it. So Gideon wanted his son to kill those enemies. Yeah, see. And that's why when you read the Old Testament scriptures and when they captured their enemies and their kings, what did they do? They had their leaders walk and put their feet on their head and on their neck. Amen. Symbolizing I'm putting my enemies under my feet. Amen. And that was an embarrassment to an enemy. You know. Or cut their thumbs off. Or cut their big toe off. See if they cut their thumb off. You can't hold a shaft in your hand to fight. You need your thumb to grip things. And hold it tight. You can't fight with a sword. With just four fingers. So they would cut their thumb off. Or their big toe because equilibrium, they couldn't stand. So they'd be welding constantly. See? And that's the way you've got to cut the enemy's toes off. You gotta cut his thumb off. You gotta cut his ear off, or whatever. Like Peter did, you know. But, but, but temptation, you've gotta cut it off. Amen. You can't let it defeat you. So, as a man is, so is his strength. As I said earlier, if you spend a lot of times in studying the Word of God, meditating the Word of God, going to church, witnesses, you're going to be strong. You're going to be strong in the Lord. Things are not going to come against you as easy as it will those who does not. That's why the Lord told Joshua, He says, don't ever let the Word depart out of your mouth. See, He says, because if you do study and meditate, you will be strong and you have good success. See? And so that's why we must not allow discouragement and adversities to impede us. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. If I think I'm victorious, I'm victorious. If I think I'm defeated, I'm defeated. It's just that simple. Whatever we think, how we think, is what we will become. Amen. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Amen. That's the attitude we've got to have in our last days here. Amen. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 11, amen, all the things he went through. 
Notice, you've read it before, and I've quoted it before. Of the Jews, five times received by 40 stripes. Amen. You know, 24, Brother DeVoof. Amen. Of the Jews, you know, five times received by 40 stripes, save one. You know, think about all Paul went through. You know, it would have been easy to quit. It would have been easy to stop. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice was I shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journey and all. In perils of water. In perils of robbers. In perils of my own countrymen. In perils of heathen. In perils of the city. In perils in the wilderness. In perils among the sea. Upon false brethren. In weariness. In painfulness. In watching often. In hunger and thirst. In fasting often. In cold and nakedness. Beside those things come upon me. The cares of all the church. You know. Who's not weak? I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. Think about all the things he went through. You know. But notice what he says in Acts 20, 24. He says, but none of these things moved me. Amen. Notice. But none of these things moved me. Neither count I my life dear to myself. So that I might what? Finish my course with joy. Amen. Finish my course with joy. Amen. Crossing the finish line. Say, yes, Lord, I made it. Kind of like, oh, 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 what's his name over in Sheboygan Falls? Oh, pray for me, man. I'm going to see Jesus. <laughs> That's finishing the course with joy. Amen. And the ministry, the ministry that God has given you, which I received to do what? Your ministry is to testify of God's grace to the world. So Paul says, none of those things that I went through stopped me. It would have been easy to quit when you're beat, left for dead, in prison, cold, naked. Amen. But notice... Paul had learned how to endure hardness. He had already realized that God's grace was sufficient for him. For his strength was made perfect in his weakness. See? So the temptations, the trials, the things that he went through, he was still able to keep pressing on towards the mark for the prize. He wanted to finish this thing strong. He did not want to give up. Amen. That's why when you read to his letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, he says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Amen. I fought a good fight. <laughs> Amen. Fighting the enemy. Amen. These temptations is coming. There's going to be a fight. You might as well be like Muhammad Ali. Rope a dope, man. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You know, you got to be ready. You know, keep going. You know, you know Muhammad Ali beat most of his, his, his opponents by psychological stuff, just talking junk. 
you know, talking trash to him and stuff. I was reading one thing. It says every time he got in the ring and guys was hitting him, he said, man, that all you got? Man, that's all you got? You know, psychological. You know, the rope of dope, the, the, the uh, what was the one in the Zaire, Africa, the rumble in the jungle. You know, I, I was listening to, or what's his name? Uh, he was fighting, not was it Foreman? Not Foreman, but uh, Frazier. And he says, he'd get him into the ropes, and he would just be punching hard. And Ali would say, man, that all you got? You know, you dope, you know. He just kept letting him come into him and then get him into the ropes and stuff. And then all of a sudden, man, when he wore himself out, you know, he just, they say, you know, he's on the canvas. That's what you got to do, you know. Every time the enemy throws something at you, you should say, is that all you got? Yeah. Huh? That's right. Change up. Paul says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. There it is. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, whom the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not only to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Amen. He's got one for you too. Amen. And so therefore, that's what Jesus says in Revelation 3. See that no man steal your crown. Amen. It's going to be beautiful, Miriam. He's going to put it on your head and he's going to say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of the Lord which has been prepared for you from the creation of the foundation of the world. Amen. He's got your crown waiting for you. He says, Just come on. Just keep pressing towards the mark. Amen. So don't let things hinder you from getting there. Amen. So as a man thinketh, so is he. Amen. One of the greatest hindrances to sharing the gospel is discouragement. This temptation created a loss of confidence and enthusiasm and bring about a spirit within us. It steals your morale and it's free the core. Amen. So that's what discouragement tries to do. It tries to stop you. From, from seeing it. It tries to stop you from worshiping. It tries to stop you from going to church. See, the enemy wants you to stay away from church. He knows faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. So if he can do anything to keep you out of the house of God, he knows pretty soon that discouragement is going to set in deeper and deeper and the press is going to start coming. But you have to keep running. You have to keep motivating yourself. You've got to get that second win. That said, when he says, you know, I don't feel like going to church today, but I, you know, there's something might be happening. I better get there. <laughs> I got to press on. Amen. I got to just keep pressing on to the mark. Amen. A lot of times discouragement comes because we don't have friends. We don't have someone we can pick up and confidence with and talk to on the phone and encourage one another, edify one another, build up one another. Amen. As Christians, that's the goal, is we should not be in any gossip. You know, we should be edifying, building up, encouraging. Amen. Being like Jesus, being like the apostles, encouraging and building people up and encourage them. And every step 
that we can. Amen. Probably the most of our disappointments are caused by our families. You ever notice that? And Jesus told you that, didn't he? You missed it right in the scripture when he told you. <laughs> huh? Amen. Matthew ten thirty two through thirty six. Watch this. Matthew ten thirty two thirty six. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Verse 33. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. Woo! Wait a minute. He's the Prince of Peace. <laughs> Ain't he supposed to bring peace? <laughs> he said, I don't think I come to send peace on the earth. I came to send not peace, but a he says, I'm Zorro. <laughs> I come to divide. In other words, you're going to either be for me or you're not. That's what he means. There's to be a separation. You remember when Solomon, when the, when the women couldn't make up their mind about the child, what did he say? Give me a sword. I'm cut him in half. You know? And the one whose it was, he said, oh, no, 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 no. You, don't you kill him. You know, let her have him. I'd rather see him alive than me not have him. You know. And Solomon said, well, give it. That's her, her kid. You know. Showing his wisdom of the Lord was in life. But Jesus says, I've come to divide. See. This is why holiness means you're separated unto the Lord. Say, when the word of God comes into you, as Hebrews 4.12 says, it's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of under soul and spirit, and joining myrons, discerning the thought and intent of your heart. Say, the word of God is going to divide you. And that's what Jesus is saying. Either you're going to choose to be with me, or you're not. And that's where the division line will be drawn. Say, Verse 35, for I have come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. <laughs> and whatever had any of this happen? <laughs> a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Think about that. See? So we have to decide. Whose are we going to be? Whose side are you leaning on? <laughs> Amen. See? And so therefore, we have to realize that sometimes these disappointment and temptations will come out of our own household. You remember when David sinned against Bathsheba? What did the Lord tell him? He said, the sword will never depart from your house. Yeah. There's going to be trouble in your own house. See? And that's the thing. See? You know, when I go home, sometimes I get in more argument with my family, <laughs> you know, about things they should be doing that I know is right that they don't want to do. 
And yet they tell me they're Christians. And see, and that's when I get in their case. You know, you tell me you're a Christian and you don't do right. I'm getting your case. You know, my own household, (laughs) you know. And that's the thing we've got to realize, see, is we have to be able to stand with encouragement and strength. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't let discouragement stop you. Now, God told Joshua, right? He says, my servant Moses did. He said, okay, you're chosen to carry the people across, right? You know, and he told him, he says, I want you to be strong and of good courage. Don't ever let this word depart out of your mouth. You know, Jericho, boom, great victory. All you did, just walk around, ah! wall fell down. Success. Go to little AI, they done messed up. Sin in the camp, you know, and as a result, 36 men loses their life. What happened to Joshua? Discouragement fell flat on his face. You know, fell flat on his face. Discouraged. Because now he's being defeated by his enemies. And what did God tell him? Look at verse 10 in Joshua chapter 7, verse Joshua 7, 10. Look what God told him. Got it? And the Lord said to Joshua, get up. <laughs> Why are you laying there on your face? Amen. Israel sinned and they have transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. So God said, get up. In other words, don't be laying there discouraged. Get up. So the next time discouragement hits you, get up up <laughs> they ain't no need to land there get up you know because if you lay there the enemy is going to defeat you see so you got to get up it's the same way you know and i may preach this message one day but when you look at when david when absalom was killed he was it was his enemy you know and he was running from him when Joab them killed him. David started weeping and crying, you know. And Joab went to him. He says, you know what? What are you doing? He says, your enemy was killed. I don't care if he's your son. You know, he says, we believe today by your actions that if every one of us would have died... And he'd have lived, you'd have been much happier. He said, tell you what, if you don't get up and get on that throne, ain't nobody following you. And David got up and got out there on that throne to where he was supposed to be. You know, yes, it would have been easy to weep and cry. But I guarantee you, Absalom would have killed him if he'd have got to him. You know, because he wanted the throne. He wanted the kingdom. You know, a man's foes should be those of his own household. 
See? So we have to be an overcomer in these things. Amen. Praise God. So what is God trying to show us when we are going through temptations? What is God trying to show us when we're facing discouragement? You know, Job, you know, all the things he went through, Job did not, amen, go to God. He knew what God was when he when his first tragedies hit. You know, he said, the Lord gave, the Lord take away. But what did Job do? He listened to his friends start complaining. And he started murmuring and complaining back to his friends. And as a result, discouragement set in. See? And so that's why when people, if you start talking gossip to people, guess what? They're going to start talking gossip to you. Both of you are going to be discouraged. <laughs> That's what happened with gossip. You get discouraged because you're gossiping. Somebody else gossip back to you. You go away and you feel heavy and downhearted. You know, nobody is edified anybody. See, this is why you need to build up encourage. Somebody tell you something negative, bring up something good. You know, tell them how good they are. Just look them in the eyes. You're better. You're the kid, king's kid. You're better than that. You know? Use that, use that voice to share the gospel. Help somebody. I think Jude puts it this way. On some have compassion. Make a difference. <laughs> Pulling them out of the fire. Hating even their garments spotted by the flesh. Amen. Be willing to pull somebody out of that mess. You know? Show them the right way. Amen. So what is God trying to show us in all these things that we go through? Amen. We shouldn't vent our frustrations to man. We take them to God. That's why Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for you. David says in Psalms 42, I think it's 5 and 11, he says, What's wrong with you, soul? Don't you trust in God? He says, I'm going to trust him. You know? he's, he's talking to himself. He says, hey, inward man, if you don't want to trust him, I'm going to trust him. Amen. Notice, why, why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Don't you hope in God? I should yet praise him for his help and his countenance. Amen. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, will I remember thee from the land of Jordan to the Hermonites from the hills of Mesra? He goes on, you know. And this is the thing we've got to do. Amen. We can't allow adversity and discouragement to come into our lives. Amen. And next week, we'll pick up and we'll go through these things to help us. And you can study them this week as well while you're in your private study, those scriptures uh, that is mentioned there. Look those scriptures up and highlight them in your Bible and stuff, you know, and meditate on them because they'll talk to you in days ahead. We're going to talk next week about how to overcome these adversities with prayer and remember who God is and prepare yourself for the discouraging situation you're bound to encounter and stick to your assignment and get guidance from your pastor and fulfill. You know, we're going to go through this stuff. Amen. So as you're studying this week, uh, remember that as well.
Don't forget also Sunday morning, amen, on our discipleship.